Extensive research demonstrates the remarkable benefits of daily cocoflavanols on brain and heart function. Cocoflavanols share a similar mechanism with beetroot. They both boost nitric oxide. Nitric oxide increases artery flexibility, which improves circulation. A side-by-side -side comparison of 10 independent studies, 5 cocoflavanols and 5 beetroot, suggests that cocoflavanols increase artery flexibility by as much as 50% more than beetroot. Flavonatural's dark chocolate bars and cocoa powder deliver 5 to 9 times the flavanols of typical dark chocolate with great flavor and minimal sugar. Their secret is sourcing premium, high flavanol cocoa beans and processing them naturally. The result is decadent dark chocolate with the flavanol levels needed to fuel brain and cardio performance. I use it every day. For more information and order, just go to flavanaturals.com. There you'll find the extensive research behind cocoa flavanols benefits and great recipes too. That's flavanaturals.com. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman, today with Layla Mutin. Actually, we're co-hosts today, because mm -hmm. Layla hosts her own podcast, which drops usually on a Friday. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, what are you talking about this week? Do you remember? Oh, my. You know, I try to, I try to get these taped ahead of time. Mm -hmm. So it may be that I'm talking about some kind of toxic exposures or, you know what, I'm going to have to look back at my calendar before we sit down at these <laughs> do these podcasts so I can know what's dropping this Friday, this Friday, November 10. So much yeah. for, you know, they have these uh, studies which are based uh -huh. on food frequency uh, questionnaires, yeah. which is like, what did you eat, you know? What uh, did you eat five years ago during the, you know, <laughs> this is how they assess for scientific research. Right. What you ate and how you did, and then they make, they draw their conclusions about, well, if you ate this, this is what can happen. How would you know? How would you? My, that recall is not great. My brain is very efficient at forgetting, mm. because otherwise it just become too crammed with facts. It's, there are more salient things that we need to concentrate on and recall and you know, that, that we do every day that is much more important than, you know, you're going to hear the podcast anyway, no matter what I talked about. Okay. <laughs> Just listen to it. Just listen. Just listen. <laughs> okay. So a uh, question about the TNT, the toxic nutrient triad. Yes. All right. Asserting that calcium, iron, and copper should almost never be taken as supplements due to cancer or other dangers. And this is from Danny. I follow your advice on not going overboard with calcium intake, but I take a daily copper supplement in addition to my multi and 50. I take 50 milligrams of zinc. Right. I take 3 milligrams of copper and a multi, which includes both of right. those. So would you still limit supplementation? Yeah. Uh, it's to, I, th I think it's, it's a thing at least for calcium. Yeah. Uh, visiting. And uh, the article is in orthomolecular news, mm -hmm. uh, orthomolecular.org, which has some very good content. And it's by a guy who's written a very nice book, probably the foremost book that advocates the use of intravenous vitamin C, Thomas Levy. Yeah. Uh, he's an MD and a JD, mm. which makes me doubt his sanity that he's Honestly. both. You gotta Doctor be a, and a lawyer. Got to be a nut for punishment to wow. be both. Okay. No, I'm kidding. He, I think he's, he's actually... <laughs> He's he's a he's a good good guy. Yeah. But he theorizes here that uh, these things you got to be careful with. And 
There are actually some people who enunciate the view that any vitamins, supplementary vitamins, are unnatural, and that we shouldn't take any supplementary vitamins. Then we should stop eating food. Well, that's true. But you know, what he those people generally say: eat your food, don't eat, take any supplements. So, which you couldn't be more wrong with that. Absolutely. But he's singling out these three things, and he, for various reasons. One is calcium. And we know that calcium accumulates in the arteries and can be bad. And you know, does calcium cause cancer? I'm not sure. There's a lot of evidence that it, calcium it can causes cause cancer. constipation. <laughs> it can cause suspicious yeah. calcifications in right. tissue like breast tissue. Yeah. Right. But is is the supplementation of calcium going to cause that? And there has been a spate of articles that began to suggest that. And some of them came from a guy in New Zealand who hates calcium and vitamin D for osteoporosis. For, and has written papers saying that not only do they not help, but which is to some extent true because they only provide weak support against severe osteoporosis. I think they're preventive. Uh, but he also states that calcium is downright harmful because excess supplemental calcium goes to the yeah. arteries. And for some reason, the calcium you get from diet doesn't. Now, I don't know how you square those two views. That's true, too. It's, it's got, how does it know? The calcium, how does it know? The, the calcium from yeah. dairy or calcium from... I don't know. From uh, kale, kale or spinach. sardines. How does it know that it's not supposed to go to your arteries? But yeah. the calcium you take in a pill, that supposedly is the one that is the right. culprit. So, anyway, big meta analysis came out recently looking at, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of people, I don't know, mm-hmm. 800,000 people, looking at multiple studies, and it concluded that there is no evidence that supplemental calcium is associated with atherosclerosis. So, yeah. I think, as part of a precautionary principle, is that we don't want to like load people with calcium. It used to be we'd say, "Oh, you have osteoporosis, just take Tums all day long." You know, oh, like, yeah. so people would take you know, three, four thousand milligrams of calcium every day. Yeah, maybe that's that's a bit much. Yeah, you, know, you could even get kidney stones from too much calcium. Absolutely. So, you know, take it easy with calcium. Calcium, you know, you know, it's not like take more calcium; it'll always go to your bones. It that's doesn't. Right. You know, it, that's you need right. a minimum amount to mm-hmm. prevent osteoporosis. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's one. Then there's iron and copper, and we know that iron and copper are they can be pro-oxidants. Yes. So, however, uh, there's so many people who are low in iron and they're underperforming. Yeah. You know, they feel they tired. Uh, they have you know poor skin quality, poor wound healing, and poor right. hair, poor brain function, insomnia, restless mm-hmm. leg syndrome. So I think iron is a legitimate supplement, but it should be given based on people's blood tests that show. Absolutely. You don't want to just take yeah. iron indiscriminately. Yeah. Yeah. And some people who have like a very high ferritin, they should actually reevaluate their vitamin C, not to take it with food because yeah. it so enhances the absorption of iron from that steak right. you're eating or that liver you're eating, that maybe you want to take more of a buffered vitamin C in between your meals rather than with... This is something I read years ago from Dr. Andrew Saul. Okay. Right? What well, a pioneer so in pioneer and, and, Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So there's that. And the copper thing, you know, it's a balance to zinc, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So we have to watch that. But too much of anything. Well, Again, so one theory is if you, if you take too much zinc, like you're, you're, you're taking zinc because of you're worried about COVID or respiratory infections, and, and you don't take any copper, doing. you can depress your copper. Yes. On the other hand, it's thought that in certain psychiatric disorders that excess copper can be problematic. Mm. That's the theory of, uh, you know, what's the Princeton BioBrain uh, Center, the, uh, okay. uh, you know, the, the, the folks who are all about that. 
Okay. Uh, that's kind of a popular thing from the 70s and 80s, mm-hmm. is that you mm-hmm. zinc-copper balance, blah, 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 has to do with... Because they antagonize yeah. each other, so, so it's important uh, to... Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, I think that this is an unwarranted... Uh, you know, yeah. kind of blanket condemnation of those supplements. That's true. That's true. And, and Danny's asking, so would you still limit supplementation of calcium to about 500 milligrams rather than the 1,500 yeah. that other... Especially as a male, I might. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Because men are a little less prone yeah. to osteoporosis. They get mm-hmm. it, but at a lower rate than women. So, yes. Um, yes. I, that's, I, that's what I take. I take a multi that has a little bit of calcium. I don't take right. specific calcium supplements. Right. Right. A multi contains pretty much the right amounts if you're if you're taking yeah. the right multi. And then by diet has calcium. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have a lot of dairy because dairy causes me congestion. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I think I'm getting a lot of calcium. Like oh oh, you'd like this. Um, you know the weather changed, so yeah. I you know I it's getting colder, so I made uh, broth. You know in my yeah. uh, slow cooker, mm-hmm. uh, I got a chicken, which is like an organic chicken. Yeah. Thirty two dollars. Oh yeah. Ouch. It was inflation. But, but oh. so I'm going to be like the Native Americans who you know, killed the buffalo and used every part of the every buffalo. Every part of the thing. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're gonna make a coat. I can't make a coat out of <laughs> out the of chicken. The, no. But I no, no, but no. I wanna make really healthy broth. So I yes. so I, I made the broth and then I added some uh, leeks and uh, potatoes. And I made potato leek soup with Delicious. a lot of sage and a lot of thyme. And, uh, you know, so uh, I had some leftover uh, natural bacon and I sprinkled the bacon on top. And beautiful, it was awesome. beautiful. Yeah. So that was good. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I blenderized it. I yeah. blenderized it. Because I, I used the... Nice. That, that immersion that? blender. Yeah. And oh, that's fun. It makes it creamy. And it was like, it's like, uh-huh. it's like a cream of... of uh, leek soup, but without any dairy, dairy-free. Right, right. The, potatoes the potato leek can, soup is, yeah. adds the starch to it, which is yeah. very, very nice. Yeah. It's kind of seasonal. You know, mm-hmm. leeks are, are, are coming in now, so. Yeah. Anyway, uh, good point at which to pause, because we want yes. to allow our sponsor uh, a window of opportunity to share some important information. So listen up. As you know by now, I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system. I've found that it helps people relax and can support restful sleep, a real breakthrough in herbal products. The CBD brand that I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences, which is now proud to introduce a new innovation. Plus CBD Daily Balance THC-free. Daily Balance is a daily-use supplement that provides the benefits of CBD without the concern of other cannabinoids like THC causing unwanted effects. Daily Balance contains the purest form of hemp-derived CBD in high concentrations to help you overcome intense challenges to mental and physical well-being. All Plus CBD products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman and use coupon code Hoffman30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman for Plus CBD's new Daily Balance THC-free line of oil, soft gels, and gummies. Thanks for listening and thanks for supporting our sponsors. They, of course, allow us to provide this as a free service to our listeners. Okay, so... What's our next word? Oh, actually, we've got a comment here okay. from Louise. Dr. Hoffman, finally, the hospitals are taking smaller samples of blood. I'm so happy to hear this news on, during one of your October shows. Right. Uh, 
medicine is slow, but they're finally arriving to the right conclusions that drawing a large vial of blood well, and then throwing out half of it after testing is wasteful and drains the patient. Well, Are they doing that? Dr. That's a little too optimistic because I, uh, I shared a study mm -hmm. which shows that, and I mean, this is something that 30 years ago I realized, is that we were exsanguinating our patients. And and, and the patients knew it. They would say, yep, here comes the vampires, you know, when yeah. we came to draw their blood. But especially in the intensive care unit, where you might draw blood four times a day, because these patients are like, uh, they're on life support. So everything is artificial. So we're giving them like intravenous fluids with, you know, cal with, with uh, potassium. And yeah. we're, they're on diuretics where they're losing minerals. And so we just like check, you know, oh, and blood sugar, like is the blood sugar up? We just gave insulin. Is it going down yes. properly? So we draw Sliding blood, draw blood, draw blood. Yeah. And you, you use these tubes that are small, yeah. but each time... But when you've got eight of them. <laughs> and I would notice like, what the heck's happening with my patient? Is my patient bleeding? They, they would yeah. come in with a blood count that was a little low, like normal is like 40, 45... Yeah. It would come with a blood count of 37. Then the next day, it'd be 35. Then the next day, it'd be 33. Then 31. Then, oh my God, it's 28. It's like, what's going on here? And yeah. these are already at-risk people, and we're making them anemic? Mm. What? To check stuff. So yeah. I wrote an article because, I mean, I, didn't write, I shared a study which confirms 30 years later that what I was observing is a true thing, and many doctors are aware of this. I wonder how many hospitals have incorporated that. I think the more advanced hospitals may be Hopefully. catching on. Yeah. But I got to tell you that, you know, you tell me, some of you who've been in a hospital or visited a relative in the hospital and you, they come to draw blood, tell me that they aren't using the same old tubes that they've been using for years. True. Which are fine on a healthy patient. Yeah. I mean, if you come in for a blood draw, like if I say, yeah. oh, I'm seeing a new patient, go for bloods, they're going to draw five, six tubes. Fine. That's once every six months yeah yeah but not when you're in a hospital when they're looking every day or yeah. every other day or something like that unless they're still practicing bloodletting dr hoffman is that <laughs> part of the was that part of the well, treatment maybe i it's... think it killed george washington yeah. you know oh my gosh yeah oh my goodness so okay yeah well hopefully hopefully that will become the trend as they realize yeah. No, I just want to mention here, we talked about these mm -hmm. uh, harmful chemicals, you know, uh, xenoestrogens, and I just want to tell you about one of our campaigns. Uh, the pervasive contamination of our world with what are called PFAS chemicals, polyfluoral alcohol substances, uh, is really a, a ongoing public health disaster. And we're putting, pouring more and more of these things in our environment. The FDA is you know, doing some token things to curtail the use of some of the most notorious ones, but there's still a lot that are being poured daily into our environment, and they're used in all kinds of consumer products. So we've got a campaign, banpfas.org. Go to banpfas.org and join me mm -hmm. in urging Congress, the EPA, and the FDA to protect the public and to ban PFAS for good. It's part of my involvement as now president of the Alliance for Natural Health, yes. a great organization that's safeguarding your access to supplements and mm -hmm. the kind of care that you prefer, mm -hmm. as well as uh, looking at some of the environmental threats. Right, right. Pay attention to those action alerts. Very, very important. All right. We've got an email here from Michael. 
Uh, Michael is shocked at sure. something that Dr. Peter Atia would recommend. Okay. Recently, Dr. Atia... Just for, just for yes. reference, for those of you who are not always listening, I do talk about Peter Atia. I listen to Peter Atia. Yeah. He, he does really good podcasts. He is a little more uh, conventionally oriented than yes. intelligent medicine. And I wrote an article both praising him but also somewhat critiquing him for his yeah. uh, single-minded emphasis on sort of these high-tech uh, interventions. Uh, although he's a big fan of lifestyle interventions like yeah. sleep, exercise, sunlight, mm -hmm. you know, cold immersion, things like that. Mm -hmm. Recently, Dr. Atiyah said that one of the supplements he takes is Slow Mag. Mm -hmm. Upon his recommendation, I ordered it, and I was shocked when I read some of the ingredients. Here's some of the ingredients, Dr. Hoffman. Talc, titanium dioxide, sodium lauryl sulfate, aluminum lake, yeah. FDC number two, and propylene glycol. Most of them have been found to be highly problematic. Dr. Atia comes across as a brilliant nerd who is obsessively yeah. conscientious about <laughs> yeah. his health. Right. I find it yeah. unbelievable that he would ingest a supplement having the aforementioned it, ingredients. Would you? I, I think it's a little bit of a blind spot for him. I think he recognizes the importance Great. of magnesium, rightfully so. Yeah. Uh, and he, you know, he exercises a lot, so he's losing a lot of electrolytes. And, and yeah. so, uh, but I think he has had a little less discernment when it comes to product quality. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's something that uh, this... This uh, what's the name of this person? A Michael. Michael wants mm -hmm. to call to the attention of uh, Peter Tia, and I think Peter Tia might be uh, attuned to concerns over those ingredients. Although yeah. he might say there's nothing wrong with those ingredients, I disagree. Yeah, uh, that's true. Michael, it's a difference of opinion, but thanks for bringing this to our attention. Yeah. That, that was interesting. And just to, uh, yeah. for a note, is that Slomag was a candidate for sponsorship on this program, huh. and then I looked at it and I said, you know. Uh, I used to like that product, but then I did looked a little more closely. You know, the idea of time-release magnesium is a good idea. And the nice thing about Slomag is that it's less, a type of magnesium is better tolerated. It doesn't cause a lot of uh, GI problems. Mm -hmm. uh, but then I looked at the additives and uh, excipients and, you yeah. know, and I said, you know, I can't really get behind this. Right, right. Uh, what I recommend is that people have a, a difficulty tolerating magnesium. They can take magnesium glycinate. There's a lot of products that are on full script that are mm -hmm. like that. Um, if you mm -hmm. want that laxative effect, you can just take magnesium citrate. Right. You know, you'll you absorb some, some of the magnesium, but like some that. of it will help you with uh, more, you know, uh, reducing uh, constipation. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. if you uh, want to work on your brain, there's magnesium three and eight. Yes, that's good. Cross the blood brain barrier. Nice sedating effect. Mm -hmm. It's uh, good for stress, all of that. Yeah. Okay. Don't take magnesium oxide, please. Uh, oh, magnesium yeah, don't. Chloride. It's so cheap. It's it, Yeah, it's not the kind that's well absorbed. No, no, not at all. Okay. Carol sends a question. My husband Larry had proton therapy for his prostate cancer, which resulted in a scarred colon, oh, as seen by his colonoscopy. See, this is, excuse me, this is yeah. the thing that is... You know, this is thought to be like ultra-precise, targeted radiation. But the problem is the prostate sits right next to the colon. And there are some newer techniques that they're using to better... Uh, I mean, look, it's, it's kind of like firing a laser at you to burn away the prostate. And the idea is if you focus it properly, it'll only go to a certain depth. Mm -hmm. But they sometimes don't get it right. Oh, boy. And then... What I suggest to patients when they're getting any of this radiation to the pelvis, it's like for uterine cancer, women get radiation 
yeah. uh, and men get it for prostate cancer to that part of the body. Mm -hmm. And I uh, sometimes treat it for cervical cancer too. Mm -hmm. And I suggest that you take a lot of L-glutamine because yeah. L-glutamine will somewhat protect your, your colon from the damage. Yeah. And I mean, we're talking like, uh, you know, tablespoons of L-glutamine. Yeah. And that's one of the things that's been shown to be a little protective. Mm -hmm. Anyway, go mm -hmm. ahead. Yeah, uh, he suffers from chronic constipation. So he messed up his... Yeah, it his. messed him up uh, because of the scarred yeah. colon. Can you suggest dietary options leading to relief? I don't think Larry's, diet's, diet's yeah, not going to help that. Yeah, he's he's taking psyllium husk, dulcolax, mm. and linzess. Yeah. He's so, taken the top, so he, he's taken the arsenal. They basically kind of killed his intestinal motility because right. of the radiation damage. I think, you know, this is, I, this is beyond the reach of some fiber, you know. And even medication. It's collateral damage. Collateral damage. And this is, again, you know, I would, unfortunately, you got to look at, th these treatments are consequential. You say, well, I have cancer. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get rid of the cancer mm -hmm. with either cut it out with surgery, get a prostatectomy, or I'm going to get radiation. radiation. With this, the photon, they advertise it on the radio. Photon therapy is so ultra precise, no side effects. There's sometimes there are side effects. Yeah. Sometimes there are side effects. Sometimes not. Sometimes yes. And this is a devastating side effect. And I wonder, hopefully the prostate cancer was severe enough to merit this type of, of aggressive yeah. treatment. Because if it was early prostate cancer, or if this guy is like 82 years old, why subject him to this kind of thing in exactly. his waiting years? Exactly. It's not going to kill him until he's 150, as you said. Yeah. 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 I, uh, it's, I deplore this. I'm liking this uh, new kind of, I don't know that it's a new approach, but this burgeoning approach of stop, everybody slow down. Yeah. Everybody's so afraid that a little molecule, of, but you forgot that your body may be able to handle that. And, and again, how you open a Pandora's box, mm -hmm. if you're going to, if you're going to look for trouble, you're going to find it. Yeah, the good ultimately the good urologists because prostate cancer you know affects so many men. They now have a lot of tools at their disposal yeah. to stratify uh, the danger of prostate cancer because some is very deadly and some is very uh, very uh, uh, slow. Indolent is yeah. the word. Very slow. Yeah. So uh, they will. In the next few years, I think they'll actually have better ways to characterize the tumor. They'll get biopsies, you know, and then the uh, AI and machine learning will teach us which characteristics of the tumor mm. uh, make it more likely that they'll respond to radiation or, or hormone therapy or which can be left alone, mm -hmm. you know, so that we'll actually be more selective rather than just bombing away indiscriminately, yeah. you know. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. How reliable do you think AI will become for something like that? I worry a little bit. Very, unless it becomes mischievous and tells us to that we should all kill ourselves. Yes, something <laughs> like that. I know, right? <laughs> Some kind of Is that conspiracy. The AI, that would be all terrible. the AI computers will get together and say, that would be terrible. Let's yeah. play a joke on these humans yeah. and let's give them like really bad information so that we will kill them all uh -huh. and uh, we'll take over the world. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, Carol, thank you for that question. We welcome all of your questions to questions at drhoffman.net. That is questions at drhoffman.net.
It sounds like that's all the questions we have for this week. Uh, we have so, we have more questions. Can we give, can you feed me one more? We could do one more. Let's see here. Hit me with your best shot. Yeah. Fire away. <laughs> right. <laughs> Pat Benatar. Dear Dr. Hoffman and Layla, what is the difference between AHCC and ergothionine? If I want to enjoy the full benefits of immune support and longevity support offered by mushrooms, should I take both of these? You can't this take question both. is from Nate. Er- ergothionine is different. Ergothionine yeah. actually has properties that seem to affect cognition. Mm-hmm. And it is present in white button mushrooms. Yeah. Uh, and you, you know, that's why I like to use mushrooms as I often love mushrooms. as I can. Yeah. When I'm making stews especially mm-hmm. and all of that, yeah. Yeah, so mushrooms, mushrooms are good unless you don't tolerate them. Yeah. Uh, some people who have, um, you know, gastro problems, they tend to... It is a FODMAP. Okay. And if you have candida, yeah. mushrooms may yeah. be a problem because they're a fungi. Yeah. You know, at okay. least for a short period of time. So but the otherwise they're great for Empower, them. it's one of our sponsors, and Empower is... is yeah. the, they distill the part of the... Uh, I think it's from reishi mushrooms... Mm-hmm. That is the more immunostimulating part. Mm-hmm. It's the, these are uh, polysaccharides uh, that are specifically uh, work to stimulate natural killer cells. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you can get that from white button mushrooms, but, but to a much lesser extent. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I think um, there's cognitive benefits the yeah. the um, there's also lion's mane mushrooms seem to lion's mane is a big yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah and then there's the immune benefits yeah yeah mushrooms are great a mushroom soup that's an order it's a good okay. idea no, right. that would be a very good idea oh one of the things that when mm-hmm. i was in poland mm-hmm. uh i went to one of these big outdoor actually it was under canopy because it was cold uh it was a indoor but you know sort of open air indoor so that you know, it kind of semi-protected, but it was cold, mm. which is good for the food because it was protected. So they mm. had like all these meats and smoked meats and, you know, charcuterie Lovely. and yeah. cheeses. And then they had the mushroom lady. And it's a big thing in Poland, mushrooms. Huh. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. This Wait, this was in Lithuania. Okay. Because I've been to Eastern okay. Europe a couple of times. Uh, big thing in that part of the world is to gather mushrooms mm-hmm. and they dry them. And, in, you know, so I... I figured this is a light thing that I can put in my suitcase and I can take home. And then I had like dried mushrooms that I added to my soups. Lovely. Because, uh, you know, they reconstitute. They reconstitute yeah, and they're yeah. absolutely delicious. And very flavorful, you know, yeah. morels, you yeah, know, yeah, that yeah, morel yeah. type of mushroom. Yeah. But um, it but, really adds a depth or body to a soup or a stew to add things like that. Getting um, hungry, Layla? It's almost lunch. Totally. Okay. <laughs> absolutely. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Nate, for your question. What's in your What's in your lunchbox today? I, I bought a small bag full of walnuts. No, pecans. Mm-hmm. I have pecans today. Right. And I've got a little thing of guacamole okay. that I bring with me. It's like a single serving. Okay. It's a fairly short day, so, I, so that that was about right. it that gonna, I wanted to carry. You're going to get home and have a beer. And I'm going to get home yeah. and have... Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's about it. Yeah. I have my traditional uh, turkey on uh, grain-free bread. Nice. Uh, that I have, and a few nuts. There we go. I got, I got to go a little longer. That's but a I don't much. like to eat like a big honking meal. Yeah, I don't in, like a big honking meal in the middle of the working, day. While I'm working. Especially exactly, while I'm working. exactly. Yeah. You know. So, yeah. This is something to. Yeah. Dinner is my bigger meal, more yeah. than anything. 
Sounds good. All right. Uh, questions come to questions at drhoffman.net. And remember that um, you can get uh, all kinds of goodies if you go to drhoffman.com. You can uh, subscribe to our newsletter. Uh, you can listen to our podcast if you're already doing it, evidently, if you're listening to this. Uh, you know, subscribe to your favorite uh, podcast um, site. Uh, or go to drhoffman.com because you can just download them directly from us. And uh, follow me on Facebook and Twitter for the latest health news, as well as fully vetted product recommendations. That's your hub for all things intelligent medicine, our website at drhoffman.com. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Layla. Thanks, Dr. Hoffman. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and it's the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I want to thank you for listening to the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast app and get new episodes automatically downloaded every weekday. And please give us a rating and review. It truly helps new people discover Intelligent Medicine. The Intelligent Medicine Podcast is for general informational purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing, or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice and no doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of information on this podcast or materials linked from this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical condition they may have and should seek the assistance of their health care professionals for any such conditions. Finally, please visit drhoffman.com and discover everything intelligent medicine has to offer, including frequently updated, unbiased health news and fully vetted product and supplement recommendations. This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly, along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.